0: Ladies and gents, it's that
1: time. Turn up your speakers, strap on a smile. It's the Sims and go Podcast. Here's your host, Adam Lepco and Chris Sims.
0: Episode 44 is going to be the craziest episode we've ever had in the podcast. We should have just started shooting this live when we were trying to get Pac-Man set up on Skype. We would have had more fun. Pac-Man is going to be joining us in a second. I just want to say hi to everyone first. First, do you have any good 44s? Uh,
2: Yeah, there's a lot of good 44s, but I think the big one to me is Hammer and Hank Aaron and Reggie Jackson, baby. So,
0: I went to Syracuse, so Jim Brown, Ernie Davis, Floyd Little, 44U. And then also... Dallas Clark. I don't know why I always think of Dallas Clark when I think of 44 in those Indianapolis Colts games. I forgot Colts about games. him. That is a good one, though. Uh, Fendrick, do you have a 44 for us, young man? Yeah,
3: one of my favorite Rutgers basketball players of all time, Rashad Kent. He was a career 37% free throw shooter, and when he got out of Rutgers, he signed and played on the Texans practice squad, but Rashad Kent wore 44 Is this what we brought
2: you on here for to tell yeah. us about Rashad Kent? Absolutely.
0: <laughs> he nobody in the, in
3: the sports world knows. <laughs> I know him. One of my favorite players of all time. Man.
0: Ugh. It is obviously a very festive time around here. We have some good music. I Am believe. I supposed what?
2: to be hearing this music in my ear still?
0: Yeah, bro. Oh, okay, relax. Gabe, fingers. Show them. Hey, stinks. Oh, those
2: things are really dirty.
0: Control room, let me holla at you, please. Yeah. Bam. look at that. Ooh, time has a little arm actually. Nice in back. harmony in All the right. control room. Uh, let's go over here. I want to talk about what we're gonna have on the show. Obviously, we're gonna have Pac-Man in a few minutes. We're gonna do an ode to Charles Woodson because he officially is calling it a career. And boy, what a career it's been. We're going to get to Pac-Man in a second. And uh, chip, 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 chip it away. Uh, Domination in the pick segment last week. Adam Lufko with a huge lead with two weeks remaining. Feel really good about it. Well, we pick games in the playoffs, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. That's what we did last I'll year. I'll take the regular season title. We didn't do over the it. Did we do that last year? We didn't do See, regular he, season Tam. I don't really? set my I don't sit my starters in weeks 15, 16, and seventeen. <laughs> We're going for the undefeated season. <laughs> okay. Uh let's bring in your guy though. You set this whole thing up, Pac Man Jones. Thank you. Uh give give a, a breakdown of, of who Pac Man is to you and how you guys met.
2: Well, Pac Man, we know each other through a common friend we have. Of course, Pac Man was drafted in the first round for the Tennessee Titans. I played for the Titans. So I had players on that team, of course, I was friends with. They knew Pac-Man. And then, uh, yes, one of his college friends, a kid named Chris, who I'm close with, he was close with Pac-Man. So he always kept me up to date with what was going on in Pac's life. Uh, I don't know if he really gave a damn what was going on you in my life. You always said,
0: and let's let's bring Pac-Man on now, you always said that you could see right away that Pac-Man was that dude right from the beginning.
2: Well, I mean, there you see, right in Skype, he looks like that dude right off the bat. <laughs> I mean, the hair, the cool hat, I mean, yeah, he's a man of style. There's no doubt about it. I
1: appreciate that. I appreciate that.
2: <laughs> How you doing, man? You, I think, are the only athlete in the world that's worse with technology than me, just to state that right off the bat.
1: Yes. Yes, I am. I will admit to that. um, I'm a plain, simple guy, man. Yeah, I'm the same way. Well, I wanted to ask you
0: this. Pac-Man, first of all, do you go by Pac-Man or Adam? Like, what do you prefer Uh, at this point? Y'all
1: can call me Adam Jones. Um, Sunday, I'm preferred to as Pac-Man. Oh, so... Adam. You have that identity
0: switch thing.
1: Yeah, I got that on and off switch and you have the know when to turn it on and know when to turn it off.
0: All right, so because you got a little bit of that, I wanna ask you about that. That's like dark night stuff. I like that. <laughs> what are the differences between Pac-Man and Adam if they were gonna hang out together?
1: Um, you probably wanna hang out with Pac. Um Pac is only hanging out on Sunday at the stadium and Adam is a more kickback dude. Mm. Chill, um, like to sip a glass of wine, love playing golf. Um, I got a big thing about dogs, and um, I love my kids. Into four wheelers, go cars, anything fast. Um, That's that's him. I like this. I I like that
0: because I look. You're one of those guys where uh, you've been so good for so long, and people like to say what kind of a person you are without actually meeting you. Um, I I got a question. Do you like social media? Do do you? What What is your take on it? Our generation is going through stuff.
1: Social media. it has its pros and cons. I mean, its, it's ups and its downs, I should say. Sure. But um, um, anything I say or anytime I lash out, it, it, it always seems to make top headlines, you know? <laughs> so um, I just I, I live my life in a, in a glass house, and um, I'm always going to tell or um, uh, say how I feel. You know, I truly believe in the freedom of speech as long as I'm not disrespecting nobody or, or causing any unharmed damage, you know sure. what I'm saying? So, but um, I'm gonna speak my mind. Um, if I feel it's right, I, I'm, I'm quick to speak up about it. I got a question. Yeah. Last one, then I'll well, let you like, go.
2: I don't care. I know. but We liked. What, what was it last week when he made the oh, that Instagram? Instagram was that awesome. was awesome. Right? It I
0: didn't even watch that, but I watched that Instagram. Yeah. People, people yeah. want honesty, but then they get scared by
1: honesty. Of course, you know, you know how it is, and, and it's all you haven't changed your life because you said that on Instagram. Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> really? Now we're talking about Instagram, really. <laughs> really. Go my, ahead.
0: Uh, my other question for you was: I don't think athletes are ever asked this. If you could change anything in the way media covers athletes, what would you change?
1: Um, I would make sure that you guys couldn't chop up the conversation. I want to hear the whole full interview. That way, people can't go and pick bits and pieces and make oh, this kid said he want to be like Tom Brady which didn't get to hear the whole interview of what was the question. I mean, what questions he was asked or this and that and the other. So um, I'm just a true believer in being true to the person and the players. So um, that's the biggest thing I have with the media. They take bits and pieces. Mm. And I know it's their job. I mean, y'all job to to sell papers or do whatever y'all have to do. But it's not fair to the person or the player when you don't give the full – Uh, Dynamics of the interview. Yeah, we talked. I I remember
0: saying, "Look, I said, I said, what is he supposed to say? Tom Brady was a backup. Like he's supposed to have confidence in himself. He wants to go out there and win." All right, ask your friend a question. Well,
2: I mean, uh, first of all, I I think a lot of people want to hear this. I mean, of course, we know the great player you are. I think the thing I'm most interested in. I don't think I've ever asked you this, or even you know, our common friends this. What was your 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 moment as far as life? You know, you you've had some struggles as far as figuring your life out off the field, going through everything you went through. What was that one moment where you said, man, I got to straighten up. I got to change. Um, I might have a, a, a chance to be something special here.
1: You know, um, through it all, when I when my, had my um, youngest daughter, she was born early. That was a, a really eye-opener. And the incident that I got in, that, that time when I was at the uh, bar, when the young lady slapped me, reached out and hit me with the beer bottle. Oh. And at that point, I said, I, I promised myself that I'm not going to put myself in positions like this where people can get a chance to judge. And that was just like the really turning point like yo you, you need to sit your in the house at least for 2 years and get your together, you know? So um that was the turning point that, that, that made me like cuz you know um regardless of how people look at the situation um wrong right is right wrong is wrong, but it was already captured like oh here you go again da 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 and thank god that, um, that the um that the night night club had fam but um but i just vowed to myself after that that i would not not give 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 people the, the last chance and to be kicked back laughing oh uh, i knew he was gonna mess it up i knew he was gonna do this and that was the really turning point because um i know coach lewis have done everything he could do for me and that's that's one guy i'm never gonna gonna let down he's, he's done a lot for me uh the browns have stuck stuck, stuck with me through the ups and downs and Never turned their back on me. So um, at the end of the day, at one point in your life, man, you got to want to do something. So it's been good here, man. I like the city. Um, We have a good team here, and everything's going pretty good. I
0: think what's great, and I've been the number one person that says athletes and celebrities are are being hunted right now. I I think you guys go out, and people with with camera phones and stuff, I feel like – this is their opportunity to either make money or make themselves famous. Do you feel, as someone who's been on the other side of that, that you don't feel safe sometimes because you're afraid people will try to take advantage of you?
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. If you always got to feel like that. If you feel like that, you're, you pretty much won't put yourself in those predic- predicaments. But when you go back to relaxing, and thinking that you won't be in those situations, that's when all the stuff happens. So mm. I try to keep, I, I think everybody out to get me every day. Everywhere I go, I think I, somebody's out to get me, or somebody's taking a picture, want to see the well, one, one your
0: One of your teammates just got racially profiled at a toy store, right? It's sad, man. It's sad. What happened? Sad. I, didn't even, I didn't even read it. What happened? Mm. Oh. It's a dramatic pause. <laughs> it's Damn. a moment of. Oh, and he's oh, back. worry, no, it's, right. it's all good. good.
2: Go. We're not, there we go. There we go. Sorry. It's all right. And, um, We're not he, he, go, Start from the, uh, yeah, start
0: from he, the yeah, just what, what happened in that situation? And what is this like for you guys to deal with? Mm. <laughs> Pause at the same point. That's amazing. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to ask him to answer the question. I think the question is bad luck. I think it's bad <laughs> this luck.
1: Is, this is funny right here. <laughs> it's all right. We're not on live TV, so we can make it work. Don't worry. All right, cool. So um, he walked in the store. He was in the back, got approached by the manager. And um, the manager asked him, hey, uh, wasn't you just in here earlier? We seen you uh, walk out the store with a full basket of toys. James looked at the dude like he was being pranked or something. He thought he was being pranked at first. He told him, no, this is not a prank. This is serious. And um, we need you to come to the front of the store. We got the shelves up here. This time he's getting agitated. Of
0: course. Wow.
1: So he turned on his camera phone and started keep filming everything so he got to the front and so he never told him that he played with the bingers till he got up to the front with the police and he's like yo i play with the bingers. like what i look like stealing some toys and the dude the manager told him i don't care who you play with i'm the manager of toys arrest you got to get out of the store we got three witnesses said that you still you were look you left here with a bucket of toys and um so that's how i went yeah Damn.
0: Have you ever thought that someone would ever say in a tone, mm-hmm. I am the manager of Toys R Us. Well, I, I just. <laughs> that I'm not hardcore. That's unbelievable. It really is. That is unbelievable. It's sad. It's sad. Yeah. All right. That's Come cool. on, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's disgusting. It is disgusting. I mean, look, you can curse on this. You already have. I think it's fucking bullshit. I mean, yeah. it's just the world we live in with yeah. some people. Yeah. Uh, okay, I got a question for you. You get to the line of scrimmage. You've been having a great game. And across the line of scrimmage is Odell Beckham Jr., ball gets snapped and he punches you right in
1: the face. What's what? that would never happen.
0: Yeah, what would you do?
1: That would never happen, so I only have to speak on that. Mm.
2: Okay, that's a good answer. Have you ever had no,
1: someone try and really truth. have you had someone really try and rough you
0: up at the line of scrimmage and, and make it yeah, that kind of game? Yeah,
1: but everybody know the respect level what it comes with when it comes to roughing up guys. And that's that that's that's Crossing the border. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, I don't mind you playing physical, do the plays and doing all that, but nah.
2: Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, so that's your take on the whole thing with Odell Beckham Jr. and Josh Norman. Oh, yeah,
1: I don't know. I, don't, I can't speak on it because I don't know what happened in the game, but. Right. No, I, I can promise you, no one's doing me like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know, I know the one thing
2: that, like, I would like to hear you talk about because it's an emotional game. I've done stuff on the field, and I was just a, you know, a wussy quarterback, uh, and mm-hmm. and I was announcing your game week one, Oakland Raiders, Cincinnati Bengals, where a lot of people wanted you suspended because you know you you manhandled Amari Cooper and and threw his head into the ground or oh, whatever. Yeah. So. I guess what I want to say is I don't think the normal people of the world realize the intensity of the sport on the field. Maybe just shed some light onto that and what happens when you're out there experiencing everything you are.
1: Well, on um, my situation, my situation was totally different than Odell's. Yes, situation. it definitely was. I'm not if you, trying to compare. You go back and look at the play, I was approached. I, it wasn't like I was running toward him. He approached me. Right. It was just almost like he picked on the wrong guy that day. And one thing led to another. And before I knew it, I had his helmet off, which I didn't realize until I had his helmet off. Right. With the Odell Beckham situation, that was totally different. I mean, like this was seven, eight plays. I mean, like this was going on the whole game, and this wasn't like this. This was, was I don't know, man. I, I I don't know what they said to provoke Odell. Um, I've met Odell. I've played him against him in practice against him when he was here for uh, camp. He seemed like a nice kid, a good kid. Um. But you know, you got some of those guys who try to play the tough role on the other sides of the ball. That's really not that tough. And um, I don't know what they were saying, man. But from my, from what I've heard, um, it wasn't very nice things that the defense was saying. Yeah, so, right. Um, I don't applaud Odell. I don't, I don't think what he did is right. But mm. I can't tell a man how to handle his, other, his own problems. Yeah. Yeah. We're
0: going to talk about this in a little bit. Yeah. So, is there anything that you refuse to say out there, or are there anything no, that? It's,
1: no, it's not.
0: So, nothing's off Whatever limits. Whatever
1: I can do to get you off your game, I'm going to do it. Exactly. That's yeah. kind of what I told him earlier. The word,
0: what's the thing that got someone the most upset? Like, what, what's something that you said that really No, t- I can't tell okay. you
1: that. Okay. got to stay in between.
0: <laughs> now, now, do you pick your battles? Like, would you say something to Steve Smith, or would you leave that alone? Oh, yeah.
1: Hell yeah, i will say something to Steve Smith. Really?
0: Because I always heard, don't yeah. aggravate the guy.
1: Man, look, I'm 5'9", 185 pounds. I'm the baddest motherfucker. No, I'm just joking. Don't put that on there. No, that – I'll tell you what. We are going to
0: be so media. We are going to snip. No, that. do not
1: put that on there, man. I'm joking. Man. I'm joking. We, it, we oh, know. We, we know. But, like, no, like, I go out and have fun, man. I love to play the game. And I'm, I'm not shying away from nobody. nothing. But I, I, I try see. to play within the rules. And, you know, talk ain't never hurt nobody, I don't, I don't think. You know, I, I've, I've played in a lot of places with fans and everything every week. um, the, the stuff I go through, what people say to me, but mm. uh, in between the lines, you just got to play the game. If you play the game fast and physical, that that shows that shows what you're talking about mm. right there. You know, you don't have to do that. Swing on guys, hitting guys late, clipping guys, all that's un- unnecessary, man. If you got a problem with somebody, you can. It's different ways to. to um, to confront somebody about a problem, I would say.
2: Right. All right. Well, we got to keep that snippet in there because no. because it shows, first of all, if we know you don't think you're really the baddest dude on the planet, but it shows what the DB is and the confidence you have to have in yourself. Week yeah, we're in not going to push that out and make you look we're stupid. We're not going to make
1: you look stupid. Yeah. It so was you, a joke. Yes, we yes, know that. Perfect. So it's all good. we well,
2: leaving that whole context well, in there. in the – the, yeah. Uh, all right, so in in that, I just I love to ask ex or, or players this about just history football. Just through your career, the first guy that jumps to your mind as far as you say, man, that was one of the toughest covers ever. And then, what's the one DB when you turn on film right now that you just go, man, I like his game. I got a lot of respect for him.
1: Um, right now, um, AB is he's the real deal. Um, mm. he, he plays hard. I love playing against him. He's like a pit bull, man, and. Um, He's one. He's gonna be one of the best of our time. But I, I I love playing against AB. A guy you gotta wake up. You gotta study your film. Mm. You gotta know when to press, when not to press. And um, right. Good that we play him two times a year, so I get to watch him a lot. Um, DB wise, a guy that I can say that that um, Reggie Nelson is one of the best that I've seen do it as in playing safety. What a year he's having, man! And if you can watch him practice, he practices hard, man, and um, he works hard, and he's always positive. So um. Reggie will get my, my player of the year award from me because he shows it in practice. Um, we we always pushing each other. He always picking my brain. I'm picking his brain. Yeah. And um, he's he a complete teammate, man. He's a well 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 rounded guy, man. And a good fella.
0: I look. Everyone's talking about like the fighting and all that stuff. You guys with Pittsburgh, man, it was all over the place. I'm curious. Why? Where? Where did that start? Where? Where is it? Just because you're playing
1: twice? But when a year? we play when we play against Pittsburgh, it, it might be a shot here and there. But it's always clean football. Mm. We both try to play in between the lines. And and you know, um, the only thing I was pissed off was with with the threats about what they're gonna do to Vantes. You know, um, let's keep it between the lines because truly, ain't nobody gonna do nothing to Vantes. Half for the guys who who, who portraying pre- these big tough guy images are really not that tough when they are not on the field. So my point was like, let's just play football, man. Yeah. And leave all the other shit to the side. And that was, that was my whole thing about that.
0: Adam, play. are you guys prepping for Brock or Peyton this week or both? Both. Who would you rather face?
1: It
4: don't
0: matter. <laughs> yeah, what's up? Uh, you know, I can't tell you what I'm thinking.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> we all know it. We all know it. One of those dudes throwing 17 picks this year.
2: <laughs> uh, all right. All uh, right.
1: We, yeah, we're still good? All yeah, right. one more.
2: Um, okay. Uh, all right. So just, you know, when you got you got to prepare for a Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders yeah. coming up this week. I mean, they're two yeah. of the more talented receivers. You know, how do you well, – what's your approach in taking on two different styles of players, Demarius bigger, maybe more physical, Emmanuel, of course, quicker. Uh, how do you kind of tackle that?
1: Man, both of those guys are elite receivers, top ten guys to me um, – we got to go in on our A game, man. Um, I won't get into what, what all we're going to do, but it's going right. to be fun, man. I'll tell you Monday night, and um, we're going to be eager, man. We're going to be eager for the challenge uh, going up to mile high, and um, we'll see how it go. Um, Do you guys – we're going we're gonna to end this right now. I'm right. just curious.
0: Do you guys have, like, a team mantra right now or something that you guys are saying to each other that maybe not everyone knows about?
1: Yeah, um, it's a lot of stuff that you guys don't know about, but um, – I can tell you this, man, we got a veteran team, a lot of guys that's been here and been in this situation. And um, we all enjoying the moment. We got a lot of free agents that's coming up. And so we don't want to look back and see like, see, like, dog, man, we had this good team and we wasted. And, you know, everybody can't stay on the same team because of how how stuff is. So um, I think everybody is, is looking at the moment and trying to cherish the moment to um, to take, take all of it in right now and, and, and capitalize from it.
0: Awesome. Adam, you are the man, dude. Thanks so much for joining us. Really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thanks, Adam. All right, man. man. Unleash Pac-Man Monday night.
2: What's that? I said unleash Pac-Man on Monday night.
1: Oh, yeah. You know he's going to be full effect. All right, man. Be good, man. All right, Sam. Sam, Appreciate it, man. Be good.
2: He's good people. He got what we what we thought, right? I mean, he's going to give you real answers. I'm he's fun. I'm five foot nine. I'm, I'm five nine. I'm one eighty five, and I'm the baddest man on the planet. There's a, that is a genuine look. That's why I had he to didn't say, say that. baddest
0: man or whatever it was. He said I'm the baddest motherfucker on this planet. Right, but that is
2: that that's was why awesome. I that's why I had to come in and say we got to keep that clip because that is what. Every good DB I ever played with thinks of themselves.
3: And you want to talk about the intensity on the field? If you that's can how see he right feels there. about himself Ugh. when he's doing a Skype interview on the Sims and Lefko podcast, Ugh. when he comes out of the tunnel on Monday night to play Denver, exactly I gotta right. imagine it might be a little more intense than that's that. That's what I mean. He you know, mentioned
0: something there yes. that I have not heard us talk about, or many people talking about. Right. That is acknowledging impending free agency. And I have looked through a lot of teams. You look at the Kansas City roster, their yeah. entire defense is free agents yeah, next right, year. right, right. Cincinnati... There's probably a lot of those guys that are like, man, I got to go somewhere else to get paid. They can't pay at all. Have you been on teams where there's been conversations where if we don't get this done, maybe those Tampa Bay teams, we need to get this because we're all going to be leaving soon. Yeah, the th- business. Well,
2: there certainly there is that. I mean, that is in the locker room. It's just part of the culture right now. And you know, they're one team that I would say has done a pretty good job of keeping their core together yeah. through the years. You they know, have a lot of
0: guys that not a lot of our teams would take risks on. Yeah, too.
2: but it's it's a sad state of affairs in the NFL because you do know a lot of times, man, we only got this one year marriage together we got to make it work. I do look at my Tampa team that I was on early in my career. They had just won the Super Bowl. But they all knew that they were kind of at the end of their careers and if they didn't keep playing well together, that I think it was going to be time to John Lynch go to Denver, Warren Sapp go to Oakland Raiders. The band was going to get broken up. Uh, And, yeah, the writing was kind of on the wall at the end of my rookie year because we didn't make the playoffs coming off that Super Bowl win. And uh, it was. It became – when, when when you know that things are about to split up, yeah. it can get real dysfunctional That's I mean, in a hurry is it, is in an it organization. More, is it more pressure than anything? It's it's pressure. It's not knowing. It's, man, is why, good, why haven't they asked me to re-sign yet? You feel yeah. disrespected. Is it's that a lot good, of things. though, for a team? It's, uh, well, if you don't. be bad. It can be. It's very bad if there's nothing to play for, but. I see what If you're saying. still
0: got, okay, we got hope here. This We're, justifies everything. Right.
2: We could, come on, let's be a team player because we got a chance to make some money in the playoffs. Don't be selfish. And yeah. get another bigger contract if we win the Super Bowl or get there.
0: Oh, my gosh. Uh, I'm so impressed with him. He's, a, he's, uh, he's not what people think. That's the. My well, apparently. I mean, I, I got a very good vibe, dude, He's, for, he's extremely good dude
2: intelligent. Uh, and really, I think one of the biggest things to me about him and his whole career. We know how good he is as a player, but what, what did he miss? A year and a half of football? When he was the, doing, yeah, he got suspended. At the prime of his pro career? Yeah. Right. At the corner position? Mm. I mean, that's like, that, that's the freakiest athletes on the planet, them and wide receivers. That's amazing to me to be able to just say, oh, I'm going to take a year and a half off, mm. take my shirt off, and do wrestling, and then come <laughs> back. And it's and... the
3: entire 2007
2: season. Yeah, that's unreal to me. And, it really uh, is. And
3: 2009
2: as well, I think. Jeez. I didn't know about his alter ego thing. That's so awesome. that's good. No, a
0: lot of uh, it's secondary guys. Brian because Dawkins fr- had that, our, Weapon X. Yeah,
2: I, and I experienced that. That was the biggest yeah. transformation of a person I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, yeah, it's
0: interesting. All right, so he brought it up there. I want to talk a little bit more. Uh, Odell, I'll steal your post. How about yeah. that? Odell Beckham. Uh, both sides. Suspended for being a giant <laughs> jerk. Grow up. Says two days in a row he's been on both sides of the New York Post. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, Homophobic slurs. Yeah, how uh, frequent is it in the NFL? Uh,
2: it's a lot more frequent than people realize. It's just about almost. I, I don't you know, know. I
0: think I would assume that. Yeah, yeah a you lot would of assume you guys, Okay, good. Because I feel like the the ultimate thing with with pro football yeah, alpha is males. overt masculinity. Right. That anything that's feminine is weakness. Right. So is it used every game? Did you hear it? I I would say yes. Most
2: games I was on the field, you know, you're going to – maybe the F word. I'm not going to say it. You know, you're a – you're a whatever yeah. else. You're going to hear those type of things every single game. And he brings up a good point because I know we discussed it earlier today. It's one of those things that – like, yeah, I would never cross the line and talk about your wife or your mom. Yeah. But – I wasn't like when people did it to me, I wasn't like, damn, you crossed the line. There is no line on the football
0: field except the white Well, chalk. see, that's crazy because I've heard Steve Smith, who's an enormous trash sure, talker, there's a lot say of people that feel this. if you talk about my family, right. I am going to go off, right, off. right." And so if that's a line, then I, I kind of look at the homosexual slurs as a line. And I, I think what's really interesting, and we've ha- been talking about this. It's but a really- in
2: saying that, I do think people are going to, like a guy like, like Adam Jones, if he sees Steve Smith say that, you can guarantee Steve Smith's going to bring that I mean, Pat, Adam's going to bring that up in the first quarter of the game because he's going to go, damn, he gets bothered by it. Let me bring it up and see if I can throw him off his yeah. game.
0: I guess the thing that um, I think that's really interesting with the NFL is the NFL in the last year or two years has had a major issue with anything feminine Yeah, from domestic violence in women from the fact that they just started selling women's jerseys that weren't pink, because that's the only color that women like to see. Uh, (laughs) Everything, protecting women, caring about women, treating them like that's part of their audience base. And then I think that when you have um, Courtland Finnegan insulting uh, Odell Beckham Jr. because he might be that time Time of the the month. month When when you have Norman tweeting out things of dresses and lipstick and, and high heels, you are once again putting women in a tough situation. Even if you are questioning the masculinity of a man, you are still showing that, oh, well, guess what? You can't play in this league. You show women traits.
2: And this is after the game when it should
0: be stopped. If they're They're still trash talking after the game. The game's over. You Um, do it on the field. And I guess my issue is also with fans that are going to go, stop monitoring free speech. This is the way the game should be, and this is how you want it. So if you want a game where there's slurs being used all the time. Like if that's as a fan, you're like, I love when my football players use slurs against each other. What are you clinging to? Like, what is the point? Like, why does that make the game better? Like, do you do you like to see people just using hateful speech at each other? Like, do you not understand that, like, it's not necessary? And if that's why you're using it, you're using it to justify why you use those words in your own life? Like, can't you see that, like, yeah. you want hatred to make your hatred feel better? I don't understand. That's the part I don't understand. And the other part I don't understand is I know Josh Orman's going to get fined later in the week. We're shooting this on a Tuesday. But it seems like it's all about Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, and, and excuse me, but, like, Josh Norman was the one punching him in the face and walking around like this and swinging he a bat around. It. He and, started and, with the body slam. And he's been doing it for multiple weeks. Right. So, call me crazy, um, Odell, we, we get very upset in this country about diva wide receivers. Yes. I also don't think that Josh Norman has done anything this – that's not true. I don't think Josh Norman – has done enough to warrant the talk that he's getting Agreed. as someone that can instill this in people and be a top-flight cornerback. Right. Because we're watching the game. Troy Aikman didn't notice it. Other commentators haven't noticed it. He's playing zone defense. He's not shutting down anybody. He's playing f- – how many times did he cover him? You watch the film. Yeah, I, I mean, it's three, four. Four Very man-to-man truly times. Man-to-man. Yes. The other times he drops back and, and passes he's them off. An area,
2: exactly right. right. So
0: you know, I I I think I've learned a lot about Josh Norman. Yeah. I think he instigated a lot about Dez Bryant. Right. The fact that he's now willing to question the masculinity of one wide receiver and talk about having to give the paycheck back of another wide receiver. Those are two topics that you do not talk about in this brotherhood. Right,
2: I, and I agree, you're exactly right. Okay, so you you shut them down per se. Well. Brandon Cooks, can you look that up when the Panthers played the Saints? Brandon Cooks, if you're going to take credit for that, Brandon Cooks went for over 100. So maybe Josh Norman should give back his few hundred thousand.
0: Yeah, I Brandon just Cooks was six for 104. There we go. Oh
2: damn, he couldn't shut down Brandon Cooks. Damn. Yeah. You know, and I know he didn't cover him, but if he's going to use it to his benefit, then I'm yeah. going to use it against and, him as well.
0: And I just, I think. Um, what what upsets me, the reason I get really upset about this, yeah. the Carolina Panthers, to me, have been the most enjoyable team to watch all year from right. a team perspective. The way they've built this offense around Cam, the way the defense has been so solid with leaders, perfect leaders, like Thomas Davis in the middle, who is a man of the year. And then for all of this now to go to, no offense, I know you're friends with them, Corlin Finnegan and Josh Norman. Corlin Finnegan, who wasn't even in the league. Josh Norman, who has gone from the most underrated to the most overrated in a season, in (laughs) 14 games. You're ruining the storyline of the Panthers, which I thought was great. Cam Newton handing footballs to the crowd, smiling, creating awareness of these dance moves that upset people. And then you see it's for an interesting thing. Greg Olson doing this with no wide receivers. And now we're talking about this cornerback. Yeah. And I'm sorry. I'm over him. I'm so over Norman at this point. I, I am too. It's it's way no too much. No one's talking the I do about think the OBJ. media
2: almost has to take somewhat of the blame here because the media, who obviously has no clue either that Josh Norman doesn't play, man to man coverage, but they made it especially up here, all week in the New York area. It was Beckham Norman, Beckham Norman, Beckham Norman, one on one showdown. And I, you know, you heard we have yes. talked about it all week. We're like, well, why, why are they talking about it? It's a weird subject. The one thing I'll say too about it every good team's got a ed- they got edgy guys yes. now I, I understand he's done something that Cam I don't Moon's edgy enough
0: for everybody that's
2: what I mean but but there's always these guys on the defensive side of the ball too you want this kind of guy on your defense you really do okay if you're on Carolina honestly as an ex player I don't know where I fall I'm just giving you my honest answer of the trash talking on the field I really do I'm very conflicted I Why? really am because the f- f- I, the football field I look at it in some ways and just go, You know, it's football, people are going to say things, it's emotional, lives are on the line, livelihoods are on the line, you know, support of your family, family. so there's going to be a lot of things that get underneath your skin, and you're going to say things that you don't necessarily mean because a guy hit you in the back the play before, and you think he did it to you personally, and then you go back and watch the film and somebody knocked him into you, or whatever it is. So it's a very tough subject, and yes, there are lines for me, but also in saying that, I also realize there are no lines uh, yeah, as far as other guys in football. And I always thought of myself as being mentally strong enough to yeah. s- handle
0: whatever. I think, uh, think I'll end it like this. What usually happens between those lines stays between those lines. Yes, that's the right. The only time that we've really seen it this year was when a mic picked up uh, Clay Matthews yelling at Colin Kaepernick, you're not Russell Wilson. <laughs> right. And we made a big deal about it. Right. And the big talk then was conversations like this happen a lot worse between the lines. Right? Wh- why then, I'll leave you on this question. Did the New York Giants or someone close to the organization Feel it was necessary to put this out there in defense of Odell Beckham Jr. I don't have an answer to it. Right. I don't know why they did it. They also came out with the bat story. Right. Why put this story out there to defend your wide receiver as he now goes through the appeal process? We will eventually find out. Because
2: you're if, saying it, it almost puts Odell on blast a little bit, or answer. It makes people aware. Basically. I just, I, I don't, I
0: don't understand who it. that's helping by saying this happened on the field. Yeah, right. I got you. Yeah, you're right. What does it matter? We'll talk about it later. Yeah. Uh, From one defensive player that I apparently have turned on hardcore in Josh Norman to (laughs) one defensive player that I am mourning right now. And it happened against my team. Tyron Matthew Uh, out. I know. Was it a torn ACL? Torn ACL. Torn ACL on what seemed to be such a harmless interception. He turned. His foot clipped his other foot. Uh, and you said, I am knocking them down from the second-best team in the NFL to the third-best team. Uh, yes. Is it that dramatic, and w- how will this hurt their Super Bowl chances?
2: Yeah, it's a big blow. I do think it's a big blow to their Super Bowl chances. It's a big blow to whether they can get to the Super Bowl that way as well. Uh, I mean, first of all, yeah, you're going to have to play some good quarterbacks in the NFC playoffs. Yes. You're going to deal with Russell Wilson and Aaron, Aaron Rodgers Rogers and Cam Newton yeah. to get there. So that's that's a different story. And then you get to the Super Bowl. And if you have to deal with a Ben Roethlisberger or a Tom Brady there. But
0: everybody, look, you see Dayom and Calais Campbell, Patrick Peterson. Yeah, this guy, but, is, yeah, this tell me guy about
2: well, I mean, uh, you know it because I rave about him. He's a special player. He's in the running for Defensive Player of the Year in the NFL. If not, maybe one of the top candidates. I mean, it's him and, you know, maybe Khalil Mack and a few other guys now. But uh, there's no safety in football that can do what he can. Uh, he he's a is, true eraser. He is a true eraser of a lot of issues for every defense. Not only is a great free safety, he's a great tackler as far as the in-the-box safety. He's asked to cover top-tier receivers sometimes, man-to-man coverage. No safety is asked to do that as well. How much does uh, this hurt
0: the defense? Yeah, like, this are hurts they going to attack? They
2: hurts them a lot because they are extremely creative. They take some chances on the defensive side of the ball. And that's where he comes into play because they can take these chances because of his skill set. Exactly. They could say, hey, we can put our safety, you know, on a Demarius Thomas for a play or two because he's that talented and right. the quarterback will never be expecting right. it and we'll trick him that way. I was just using Demarius Thomas for no, whatever sure, reason. No, sure, but, sure. Uh, yeah, I think it's a big blow against those elite teams. I still think they're one of the three best teams in football. So they're
0: still in the top three, but they're below the Panthers. They now. are now below you go the Panthers, Patriots, Panthers, Panthers. And they Cardinals. would really hurt
2: my chances uh, of me thinking they can overcome New England in the Super Bowl. Because he him. was
0: one of those Gronk guys. Gronk guys. Edelman, Edelman guys. guys,
2: exactly right. And I think that's very You're scary. not
0: the biggest Rashad Johnson fan? No, I think he lacks athleticism. He's
2: extremely smart, has a place in yeah. the field. I mean, I heard Gruden talk about him the other night. So I Chris asked you and I
0: said, so obviously for any and the quarterback's the number one position you can't lose. In yeah. Arizona, we saw this last year right. when Carson went down. You said that Tyron Matthew is like two or three in terms of importance to that team. Yeah. Carolina and New England. Right. Other than their quarterbacks, Cam and Brady, who is their other player that if they lost, you they would f- you feel the same way like Arizona?
2: Right. Arizona. I mean, another guy I put in. You, you said Carson, but is Patrick Peterson that would probably be the one other guy I would look at with Arizona. You uh, dive into Carolina. Uh, the first guy is Greg Olson to me. So they lose Greg Olson. Greg Olson, man, they are in deep trouble. I, I, he is their number one threat in the pass game. He's a pretty good run blocker as a tight end. Uh, that would be big. Uh, and then, you know, I look at uh, and then one of those linebackers too. Keekly or Thomas Davis would be brutal gotcha. on that. Uh, they're such erasers like a Tyron Matthew. Then I look over at New England and I go, man, their chances would be drastically down. Is it crunk? Yes, Gronk is... So
0: both tight ends
2: for those teams. Yes, Gronk is number one. There's so much of their offense is based around that position. And that's why
0: the Ari- Arizona's more suited offensively. They could lose a weapon. Yes. And they have so many. They have so many. But it is interesting how singular-minded New England and Carolina are right. with their weapons. Like, Edelman
2: is a huge loss, but at least they have an Amendola, right. who's like a lesser version of Edelman. What about uh, defensively? Jamie Collins would Jamie be. Collins yes, is the guy. Jamie Collins is the guy. Jamie Collins is the guy. Jamie Collins is... Uh, Maybe the best pass coverage. He's the coverage. most underrated
0: player in the NFL. I, I agree with
2: that statement. I don't think I've ever said that, but I agree with yeah. that statement. He is. He's the best pass coverage, maybe, no linebacker in football. And he's amazing. A run stopper, blitzer. You're right. He's. Uh, he's. I love watching him. I got a man crush on him, too. Oh, He's yeah. one
0: of those guys. He turns the corner and all of a sudden he hits that speed burst. You're like, where the hell did that and come And then the from?
2: physicality. Like, How many times have we talked about it in the Super Bowl last year? They hit Marshawn Lynch, and he Uh, went down right there instead of going four more yards. uh, We talked about
0: it. We joked, and I'm glad Pac-Man said that. He totally wants to face Peyton Manning. You could see it in his face. I mean, didn't he get a pick six against Pac-Man last year? Of course he does. When you got a a, a
2: 20-mile-per-hour out route coming at you. Pac-Man
3: didn't take any of the bait for the for questions like that. Well, he's like, smart. I he bet. doesn't yeah.
2: want to take the bait. He doesn't want to do anything to disrupt Marvin Lewis. You, yeah. you heard yeah, that. You I heard think that, well, right? Marvin gave him a second chance, and he's indebted for him. And... He didn't want to give up any of his of you their know, clues. Yeah. yeah, his clues. And I loved of his take sees. at the
3: beginning when he said that he wishes the media was forced to publish the full context of things. Because How are you that going was,
2: to do that? You're going to be able to snip that out and still publish that? You know,
3: I mean, I I don't think I would do that to him anyway because he, it was clear that he was joking. But if we clipped that out and put it up separately, and it was just Pac-Man Jones, I'm the baddest mother in the NFL. Yeah. Like,
2: that's that's yeah a i know I, I, this right is there. one i am all in favor of you editing because he might try to come find me and i don't want to deal and with you it. don't want
3: well, to well oh, you're definitely it there.
0: keeping it no in. <laughs> because he
3: immediately said afterwards that it was a joke so i have no problem leaving it in i'm saying i would never Damn, publish that, would that. Do
0: so well on instagram yeah i'm right. the baddest yeah did your fendrick just like throw that in there the mf yeah yeah i'll good. cut it out don't worry okay <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome um, but talking about that, though, here it comes again. Peyton Manning refuting these statements. I don't want to be a – <laughs> I don't, no. don't <laughs> want to be a back – I'm okay with being a backup quarterback. Right. Um, yes. Yeah, people, again, are, say, are saying, Peyton, you obviously think Brock should be the guy. Yes. Um, I don't think like – I'm not, like, amazed
2: by Brock. I, I mean, I think Denver has two of the worst throwers of the football in the league on their team, and they're both starting quarterbacks. Uh, so I'm not like, oh, Osweiler's the fix for that organization, but I do think he's better at paid many in this career. And what's Osweiler? Eight touchdowns, four interceptions, yeah. Few drop balls. They might have not lost a game since he started.
0: Right. Uh, and yeah, nine. I have, a, I have a
2: theory. Nine touchdowns, just like I had with, with Peyton.
0: What we should do, like with like the playing him some games and stuff. Right. I do think the reason this is interesting <laughs> is because of how he played in the game after the bye. We've talked about this before. He looked refreshed, and he's had a bunch of time off now. I'm noticing now the last two weeks that Denver's first-half offense has been great with Brock Osweiler, right. and they do nothing in the second half. Right. So what if you play Brock in the first half, <laughs> and you give Peyton the rest in the first half, and he plays in the second half? So you get Brock in the first, Peyton in the second, he gets the rest, I think it's the perfect combination. <laughs> that was truly one of the dumbest things I've heard you say before.
2: Uh, usually you have, like, dumb crap that comes out of your mouth. That was just crap. That was crap out uh, of your so mouth. you don't like it. No, don't I like don't. It. And, you know, I, I understand your bi-week theory uh, to a degree. I mean, that was just the perfect storm against a Packer team that was not on all cylinders. Yeah. You know, they had uh, they had a first-round bye last year, right, when he couldn't throw the ball against the Indianapolis Colts in the divisional game. Mm. So I, I don't think it matters. I just think it's over. I'm, I'm sorry. It's just the way I feel. Done,
0: done, done. It's done. Please, done. Will he ever yeah, done,
2: play done. against
0: in Denver? Play uh, again in Denver?
2: No. I, I hope he doesn't play at all anymore, period. It's over. So you don't think he'll ever take another snap in the NFL?
0: I hope he
2: retires. Yeah, it's over. It's over. It's over. Do you see I team... mean, his last performance on the field was four interceptions in the first I half, and it should have been him. eight
0: interceptions. But my question is, so John Elway has impressed us always because his ability to move on from things when peer pressure would say to do otherwise. Right. Right now, a lot of people be like, let's let's play Peyton. It's, it's Peyton. But not that's a... why I love Elway. I know. Because he's still trying to win the Super Bowl. But not a lot of other GMs. Want to win the Super Bowl for some reason? Apparently, no. Could they just you aren't... see a team going? I'll I'll trade a six round pick for Peyton Manning. That that's
2: fine if they want to and do then it. Play him, and well, they're gonna. I mean, he's not gonna go somewhere and be like, "Yeah, I'll be your backup." I don't think that's something he's gonna do at oh, this I point know. in his career. I know. Um, now, like Bill O'Brien calls him. I, I mean, sure, but the, I just don't want to hear Bill O'Brien complain when he goes three and thirteen next year and his offense is twenty seventh in football. I just, you wanted it, you got it. I mean. Yeah. I have a hard time thinking that anybody's going to call after this year. So
0: in your heart – no, excuse me. In your head, Peyton should not play another snap. No. In your gut, do you think he does? I think a lot is going to be determined on this Monday night football game. I expect Brock
2: Osweiler to start. Uh, I I would think so because I don't think Osweiler did enough to be benched last week in that game. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of what you talked about with the second-half struggles – can we look at Gary Kubiak and Greg Knapp, the guys who are orchestrating the game plan? I mean, I, we just, I just watched that film in there. Yeah. Early, first half, Pittsburgh, uh, I mean, Oswire's throwing a lot of three-step game, getting the ball out of his hands, Demarius, Emmanuel Sanders catching the ball, getting upfield because it's a lot of zone defenses. Second half, the, all those passes disappeared, and everything was let's try to throw it deep down the field, and they weren't pass-protecting that well. So, I mean, they got to manage the game better in the second half yeah. as well.
0: I think it's also crazy that the last two weeks – we talked about how having Brock under center allows them to establish the running game, right? And that has disappeared.
2: Disappeared, especially, yeah. And I think they lose. You know, Hillman fumbles early on in the game, and they lose confidence, and they get away from the run game.
0: Uh, what What a career it has been for Charles Woodson. c Dub uh, officially announcing his retirement. What has it been? 18 seasons, Fendrick. All right, so, check that for you. Might, be, um, yeah, might be 19. He comes in winning the Heisman Trophy in 1997. Uh, knocking out Peyton Manning, 19 seasons. Is very 19 seasons. 18. 18 this seasons. Is 18. Uh, starts off his career as a cornerback in Oakland. Uh, then, as he's beginning to lose a step, people are questioning. Transitions to a safety, right? And then wins a, a Super Bowl with the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. And then comes back. And finish his career as a safety with the defense. NFL Defensive Player of the Year. right? Did get right? a Player of the Year. Right. Um, I think he is one of the coolest cornerbacks of all time. Yes. I think him in Michigan was. I in mean, that deuce. was incredible. That was pretty cool. Two, yeah. Um, and it, he was just the badass wearing the Oakland Raiders jersey. Right. A Woodson Raiders jersey, I feel like, in the late 90s, early 2000s, was one of the cooler jerseys out there. Definitely. The black and white. A lot of my friends had it. Right. Um, what was – I know you had a personal experience with Charles Woodson in free agency. A
2: little. Well, I mean, he's, he's great to me now. I've been fortunate to cover some Raiders games. So we see each other, you know, on a Friday practice. Yeah. He always comes over, says, hi, what's up. Uh first ballot Hall of Famer, right? I mean yeah, don't, don't sure. you think so? I do. Uh yeah, and I think, you know, even looking at his career, I don't think people realize when his skills fell off at corner, he was dealing with some like foot and toe issues. He had a little bit of that turf toe deon Sanders issue. So that was part of the reason he had to make the change. Yeah, my, my – uh, well, my <laughs> – I got in charge for some reason. He was a free agent from the Oakland Raiders. Of course, John Gruden's the head coach. Gruden uh, drafted Charles Woodson, so he knows Charles. Sure. So he's a free agent. Oh, we got to have this guy in here. You know, Sims, you're, you're good with the guys. Why don't you pick him up for the airport and take him out tonight? And I'm like, oh, okay, coach, sure. I'm, sounds good. I am good with the guys. I don't know what he thinks I'm going to pull magic Plus. here. Uh, so, uh, great. Great. Uh, I don't even know Charles Woodson either, so I'm like, damn, he, I might, might see me and whatever. So I go to the hotel. I pick. I'm texting with him, like, hey, I'll be there in five minutes. We're gonna go out to some club, a little hip hop club, and have some fun. He don't really. When he gets in the car. He don't really give a damn about me. You know, he's, hey, what's up? How you doing? Uh, we talk about Tampa for Where's a few minutes. Warren? He wants to know. He wants to know where Charlie Gardner is because Charlie Gardner was Charlie his, his old partner in crime in Oakland. He was great, right? So that's all he cares about. Where's Charlie at? Uh, I, I've been texting with Charlie. He's at the club. We're going to meet him there, blah, blah, blah. So we go there. I never saw Charles again for the rest of the night. He just <laughs> left him. Yeah, and then he signed with Green Bay. So he's probably like, man, the hell with this quarterback. Gruden gave me a quarterback to take me out? Uh, so that's my, my story with Charles. But, man, I got a lot of respect for him. Old school, man. Old school.
0: He And we saw him at Oakland Raiders training camp. Right. He has a very calm demeanor. Yep. A leadership just flows out of him. Definitely. Remember he walked by. with Amari Cooper. Yeah, we were walking with Amari. We were sitting there talking to Amari Cooper. What do you yell? He goes, uh, be good teammate, Amari. Be good teammate. Yeah, and you just saw Amari get really he tight. He got real tight and he kind of smiled. Like, yeah. Yeah, because Amari's quiet and probably wasn't. Do you think Charles Woodson will do TV when he's done? He
2: certainly can. Uh, I, Charles Woodson's the kind of guy I look at and he can do whatever he wants. I
0: actually think I've seen a video where it's possible that him and Rod Woodson are actually like related like Cousins or something like that, right? two of arguably the best to ever do the corner-to-safety transition. Yeah, Rod's
2: coaching out in Oakland. So And Rod, I mean, yeah. what a career he
0: had, too. Yeah, he was very his, similar. His numbers are insane. Insane. But Charles Woodson, I think, beyond the stats, the essence of cool. Yeah.
2: Like, I think he was just – Yeah, he was a trendsetter, a style guy that, yeah, I mean, uh, I think, you know, yeah – the white kids wanted to be like him. The kids from the hood wanted to be like him. Yeah. He was a true universal star. Yeah, You
0: don't see, uh, he was the, the only defensive Heisman?
2: Yeah, it's on our life. Yeah, I think he's, is he I think the only ever. one ever?
0: I think ever. Yeah,
2: and it's only probably because he got to go play wide receiver and got a few And catches. he did
0: punt and kick returns. Right.
2: Um, um, which is so stupid. I'm so sick
0: of the Heisman. It's, it is crazy that when, a, when someone like Charles Woodson, who's a first bout Hall of Fame, retires, and they have three bullet points on a television network, they still got to use a third for Heisman winner. <laughs> right. You know, when he's done so many yeah. things, Super yeah. Bowls, all yes, that stuff. Right. Um, he's not a Heisman winner, but he's our Charles Woodson. It is the very festive, the very uh, beautiful, the very delicious Stephen Nelson. Oh. Hey, Put buddy. it on, Sims. Del- I was told that if I
3: wear it, you wear it. Delicious?
2: So. I don't know about that.
3: But, oh, my ball is jingling.
0: Still? Hey, buddy.
2: Dan, see, yeah, I have a awesome. really big head. Was he? He
0: was great. Yeah, it did not, not fit me. You. It doesn't fit on your head? No, I have a big head. It, see, it's really but it doesn't long. fit on mine it's either. Nice it's like, it's on it it fits perfectly
2: off. on my hens before. Can I do the Yarmulke Christmas hat look? That's what look? I'm doing, because otherwise, that's <laughs> how a Yarmulke looks on my head. It literally doesn't fit on your head. No, it does not. Try. I don't think it's going to fit on your head either. Oh, it gets in there a little, though. A little better than me. All
0: right, wear it.
2: Thanks. Great. Uh, well, hiya, fellas. well, guys, as, as
4: we know, the best way to spread Christmas cheer is to hey, talk about ridiculous. sports for all to hear.
2: For well, all keep it on, Sims. I'm trying. I'm just trying to keep right. it on. There you go.
4: Uh, we got a few topics to go uh, down a little. Uh, so DJ Steinmetz already spinning? Already spinning. 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 DJ, look, did you see, um,
2: did you comment on Kendrick's shirt today? He wore a Christmas shirt. He looks, you look very festive. Yeah.
3: You. This was the most Christmassy shirt I had in my closet. Uh, as you can guess, there's not many Christmas shirts in my closet. And I decided to wear it today. He, looks, I, like,
0: he looks like if Al Borland dressed himself in these Mince Wrappers. Do, do you guys as... Jewish men get sick of hearing about Christmas sometimes. You're it like, damn, it's not you fair. You know what? I've turned. I now get sick about hearing talk about people about people talk about how sick they are of Christmas. For me, <laughs> the the oh gosh, it's the day after Thanksgiving and there's Christmas ornaments up. It's like, yeah, it happens every year. Just like it snows. <laughs> like we've we're all used to the point that it is a commercial like industry, that let's get all the decorations up. That's just when they decorate. It doesn't
2: snow this year, buddy. It's El Niño, which is Spanish Spanish for the The Niño.
0: Yeah, at this point, I think the thing that, the only thing that annoys me now that I live in New York is there are certain areas of the city that I cannot go to. Because no one's walking, they're just staring up at oh, things yeah, and like yeah, yeah, yeah. they're like, "Oh my god, this corner of Forty Sixth and Fifth is beautiful." And I'm like, I'm gonna push you in the road. I'm gonna push you in the road. I,
2: I'm with you though, because I have to walk through Grand Central every day, and I try to go through that Rockefeller Center oh. area with the Christmas trees. I selfie. St- I'm ready to take somebody's selfie stick and whoop them with it. I oh. am so sick of dodging yeah. selfie sticks. Yeah. They think just don't go pro- to the Rockefeller tree. Just, that's why I yeah. walk
4: through there. That's yeah. what I'm doing. That's what I mean. Just, you got to stay away
0: from it. Oh. I'm literally like walking through the crowd going underneath people. Yeah, the only thing worse than selfie sticks is the people that like have umbrellas yeah. that are like trying to poke your eye out with them in New York.
4: Three <laughs> topics to go down low on. The first
0: one, holiday season,
4: is also bowl season Ooh in college boy, football. Yeah. A lot of bowl games happening between now and into the new year. All right. My question for you two is a quick one and an easy one. If you could only eat one cereal in a giant bowl till the end of time, oh. what would it be? Ah. Oh. Well,
2: Sam's going to say bran flakes, (laughs) bran flakes. If I wanted to go healthy. If I actually wanted to live for the rest of my life. Yeah, because I'm a little bit like, you know, Tom Brady, like Kellogg's like frosted flakes is not food. No health
4: consequences in this answer, by the Uh, way, Oh,
2: then it's count chocula
0: all day long. Seven oh, days a week.
4: That was not expected. Count, Count Chocula. Count yes.
0: Chocula was like in that cereal gang of like that. There was like an era where there was all those monsters. It was like Count Chocula and then like Franken, Frankensteiners. Well. And I was like, these guys are all in a gang. <laughs> cinnamon Toast Crunch, no, 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 no. hands down. Yeah. Reese's Puffs Ooh. are addicting, but Cinnamon Toast Crunch to me. I never me, did the Reese's. Right. Cinnamon Toast Crunch would probably be Cinnamon Toast Second. Crunch is because when you're done, you go, oh, cinnamon milk. It delicious. was actually, I couldn't even drink it. It was so sugary. Yeah, me and you have a different tolerance of sugar. Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. I don't know.
2: I look like the f- fat person on this. Uh, what are you saying? You look
0: fine. Do you want to wear the hat? I feel no, like I we- don't. Okay. At all.
4: I don't want to either. I tried to pull it off. You look adorable,
0: though. It looks like you did when you played <laughs> flag I football I probably look like year. a tiny
4: elf. Um, An important Christmas Day tradition in sports is... Steinmetz, spin that track. DJ Steinmetz, spin that
0: Thank you.
4: Christmas Day games in the National Basketball Association. Mm
0: -hmm. One
4: team that will be playing this year, the Chicago Bulls. And not all has been so breezy in the Windy City. Jimmy Butler made headlines by calling out his coach Fred Hoiberg saying that he needed to be coached hard, the team needed to be coached harder at times. Uh. And Hoiberg, of course, laid back. My question for you two is... He's from Thibodeau. Thibodeau is the e- hardest coach there. Is. Extreme. Right. differences. My question for you two is... Yeah. Describe the toughest coach that you ever had Ooh. and the biggest lesson that they taught you.
0: Mm. Uh, for me, I'm going to give a shout out to Pops. My dad was my coach for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought he was a great coach. I think also I had an assistant coach in basketball in high school, and they're always the huge a**holes, like always. We had an older coach, Coach Chapman, that had like 700 wins, but he had two assistants that were like the pit bulls, and there was one that I honestly cannot remember his name. He was the running coach. He was the guy that if he didn't sense that you were doing enough, he's going to just ride you into the ground. That guy, and I didn't learn anything. I just learned to be like... How am I going to get away with not hustling as much as I probably should? That, that's what I learned how to do. Sims? Uh,
2: Bruce is your coach, huh? That's good. Bruce is a
0: serious coach. I've uh, told the story, man. I saw him go off on a referee one time and get a tea. That was one of the scariest things I've ever seen in my life. It was really? embarrassing? No, it being, wasn't embarrassing. It was hilarious.
4: Being the coach's kid, though, <laughs> yeah. is, is tough. It's different. Because they're tougher on you. Than oh, than it, else. the game yeah. comes
0: home with you. Right. You know what I mean? But it also makes you better because you're looking at the team as a whole. And so you're seeing a lot of who is who on my team has strengths and weaknesses because you're talking about it all the time. Oh, gotcha. Um, and then also, you know, when when there's play calls, you yeah. know what the purpose of the play call is. Yeah. You know, when you when you go through a basketball play in practice, and then Scott shoots the ball every time, you, not everyone's thinking about second, third, fourth. When you're taking the play home with you, you know the responsibilities of everybody. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> this is a great conversation. Yeah, it is. Why? Uh, yeah, I, mean, I
2: wanted to have so much fun with that conversation. Uh, oh, I don't know. Toughest NFL coach? We're talking about guys that directly coached me, I guess, right? Or
3: overall. Yeah. 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 Uh,
2: I mean, there was a lot of tough defensive coaches I was with. I mean, Rod Marinelli would have been like a guy. that was. Uh, but I think Josh McDaniels was the guy that was toughest. Uh, him or Gruden on that personal basis, just dealing with the quarterbacks. Uh, Gruden, they were different in their own ways. Gruden was very demanding during practice. Uh, Josh was demanding kind of all the time, uh, practice meeting rooms, uh, was always going to kind of put you to the test. But I think the toughest is my high school head coach, Mike Miello. Uh, Mm. I mean, he was the one that gave me great phrases like, Hey, Fendrick, you couldn't catch a cold running bare ass through Alaska. Or he would say, uh, you know, he always had some like, you know, Hey coach, but if he did, Oh, well that brings me back to my old saying, if Fendrick had balls, he'd be my aunt. Uh, Eric Fedrick was Definitely my uncle. Like yeah, no, I did not I messed that no, up. No, we and, know what you If my aunt had <laughs> and balls, she'd be my uncle. Uh, but he would be one, and especially because my last high school game ever, uh, he clotheslined a guy that was on top of me on the sidelines because <laughs> he thought he was, like, harassing me. Uh, I was playing defense. Somebody intercepted the you ball. You were playing defense? I was playing defense, yeah. I came in on passing situations, and we were running down the sidelines, and my teammate, who could have ran for a pick six, decided to step out of the and be sportsman-like, and I got blocked, and uh, there was a guy on top of me who I was actually talking trash, going like, yeah, we beat you. They were our rival, and I knew him, but he thought he was doing something to me, and my head coach literally ran over and clotheslined him. Uh, So that And what happened? Yeah. A melee broke out. I really? mean, a melee, yes. So I you mean,
4: incited a high school football brawl, essentially. Yeah, uh, pretty much. Did, yeah. I, did he get
0: disciplined or anything?
2: No, he didn't. He was smooth like that. He was like the Don Corleone of high school coaches, so somehow he finagled his way out of that. So one. were you
0: like, what the hell just happened?
2: I did. I was literally looking there, going, like, man. Does he know I was the one holding him there, shaking? Could him? Did you ever tell him
0: that that's what happened? <laughs> you know, I don't even know if we've ever really discussed so all, it again. So all these years, he was thinking that he, he saved you, and yes. meanwhile, you're the sh- starter on the bottom, being like, <laughs> "That's what I Had Sims
3: been inducted to the Ramapo High School Mount Rushmore, maybe he would have gone back and had this conversation. <laughs> there
0: you go. But that's right. Way to tie it together. Way to you tie it together. Cool. All all right.
3: Avengers,
4: you have a coach that sticks out.
3: Oh man, coaches that stick out. Well, Mike I actually Rice. what.
4: Mike Mike Rice. Rice. Yeah,
3: Mike Rice definitely. I actually had a rule named after me in the Mid-Momoth Basketball League because we had a. So we had the fifth quarter where the bad kids played. This is in basketball, by the way. So we had the fifth quarter where the uh, the bad kids played. The real game where the good kids played. Fifth I was quarter. too good to play in the fifth quarter, but not good enough to play in the real game. So I just didn't get to play at all. <laughs> and eventually some parents started pointing out, like, why is there one kid that doesn't get to play in the fifth quarter or the real game? And then they created the goal, which said you either have to play in the fifth quarter or you have to play in the real game. You right. can't just sit on the bench the whole time. So right. my coaches, that kept me on the bench. Uh, Coach Blummel, Coach O'Brien, hope you're watching. Probably not. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a real defining moment in my childhood. Yeah,
2: that's, that's messed up. Hey, listen, they, we all there, I, I, I got benched uh, in peewee football at the
0: quarterback position for the coaches on all the time. And that was
3: probably the last parallel between our athletic careers. Well, just... You know what's
0: incredible, that, is you know damn well that Fendrick was there on the sideline going, hmm. he's the one that wrote the rule. Guys, I've come with some paperwork that I'd <laughs> like to present you with. I mean, but I pretty
3: much said it verbally, passed it along to my parents, and then they took care of the rest. But... Right.
0: Uh, we got Gabe saying, "Coach Abel, middle school basketball, talking in practice got suicides."
2: Ah, oh, man well, Gabe, you don't shut up. So you ran a lot of suicides, yes.
0: didn't you?
4: <laughs> Mine was also my dad. Uh, I scored a hat trick in hockey, celebrated by riding the stick. I was very young. Oh, I rode the happy stick. Gilmore. Yeah, but like coasting back down the rink, uh, I got back on the bench and got a whack, and then I got a talking to talk on the way home. Act like you've been there before. I was a child. How old were you? I, oh man, like maybe six or seven.
0: Yeah. Well, what a piece of
4: yeah, but it was fun. That's I got to ride the awesome. red stick. Uh, last one for you guys. I hope that everybody's holiday feast isn't also a rookie feast. Just ask Ravens defensive tackle, rookie oh, defensive man. tackle, Carl Davis, who right? Was saddled with a bill that was eleven thousand five hundred and sixty-one dollars and fifty-two cents. Mm. My question for you two is recall a time where you were involved in hazing. Mm.
0: I think what's crazy about that too is when you look at the bill, like seven hundred dollars of it is alcohol tax, right. like not even the alcohol, but just the tax on the alcohol. Which, man, when you go out to dinner and you there's nothing like looking at a bill like hundred dollars and seventy of it is booze, and you're like, I just <laughs> drank away my savings. This is stupid. <laughs> right. uh, but eleven thousand dollars is crazy. Twenty-two dollar right. truffle fries. And how
2: much money does he make? We said we figured it out uh, this yeah, year. he makes like five hundred ninety thousand in base pay for the year. Uh, $590,000. That's before taxes. So that's unbelievable. Yeah. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Yeah. You got any good hazing stuff? Yeah. I mean, I, of course, I was hazed. Warren, Happ was, Warren, Warren, Happ. Warren Sapp was my uh, rookie <laughs> hater. Picture J.A. Happ's brother. <laughs> That's right. Warren, but, nice uh, reference. Yeah. I mean, on our old audio podcast, I, I think I've told a story. But, yeah, Sap, I had to carry his bags on the road, bring them to his game. He usually threw a 20 on the floor, and I'd pick it up. Uh, and then I always had a can of skull on me at all times. And the Washington
0: game, you forgot it.
2: Yeah, so you remember,
0: right? Yeah, Washington game. G- t- well, so
2: Washington game, uh, yeah, I always had a can of skull. how he address you? Uh, he'd go like, hey, Simi! Or, hey, pussy! Pussy ass Or something like that. Uh, I don't know. You probably have to edit that part. But he would say something <laughs> derogatory towards me. Um, and, uh, but in a, in a way where I felt like he cool. cared about It was me. It was. Yeah. So I would always have it in my pocket. If I was in the facility, I had it there. I was ready to go. I had the whole roll in my bag. And I'd, okay, here's one for the day. Oh, give me, you know, I'd throw him a can. Because he'd be going to a meeting. Hey, Simi. And he'd look at me and I'd throw him a can. And he'd grab it and he'd go into his meeting room. Did and you ever say gawr. thank you? In uh, his own ways. Okay. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Washington game. The night before, we had meetings. He took, I think, two cans of Skull that night. So I had only brought those two. That's like all I had left. And, man, next morning I wake up and I go, oh, man, I got no can of Skull. Sap is going to be down there. What am I going to do? I'm not going to go down for team breakfast until the very, very end and try to eat my breakfast in the end. I knew I wasn't playing. Let me take the last bus there maybe just fly under the radar. He won't say anything. I'm getting there. We're getting, like, five minutes where we got to board the bus. I haven't seen him, anything. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to make it. Bust right through the room, calls me out, you know, tell, call me, and he looks at me. He had a lot of... He says, hey, le- Simmy. Hey, Simmy. I looked at him like a little puppy dog. And was like... <laughs> and he just mother f me in front of everybody, uh, which I knew was coming. And, uh, yeah, that was my... He just went off. That of went off, yeah. That was the old Sapania. That was the day, remember when he like, kind of skipped through the Washington stretching lines? Yes. And got close to LeVar Arrington and that crowd, yes. Is that because of you? Man, uh, yeah, maybe I pissed him off. Man, I used to, those Washington Redskins games, all back in the old days, quick yes. story, they're cheerleaders. Washington Redskins have the best cheerleaders, in my opinion. Wow. They are phenomenal. Uh, really phenomenal group of women. Is it because of, like, their choreography? No, their looks, that's why. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're really good-looking. And... They have, so, Fendrick, you might like this, but they made <laughs> oh, God. their locker room. Yeah, why would I like this? Uh, oh, yeah, the away locker room
0: was pink, right? Our, well, no, our
2: away locker room was right next to the cheerleaders locker room. Oh, that's and interesting. And so when you would come out and, like, pregame, like, okay, i quarterback's got to be out at, you know, 12-15 for pregame warm-ups. You'd go walk out in the hallway of the tunnel of the stadium, you know, a few minutes before that, wait around, wait for the, maybe the starting quarterback and the head coach and the OC to all yeah. come out so you could walk on the field together. But the— the Redskins cheerleaders—they had a bar in the tunnel, and they would be stretching there in their outfits. Why you were coming out? Major distraction, major did home have, field advantage. Did event. you ever see like impact play? Well, the NFL stopped it. Was they it made intentional
3: them. in the first place to have them there? What? Was it intentional by the Redskins
2: to have them I there? I do believe it was. Yeah, everything I've always heard it was intentional, and the wow. NFL made them stop a few years ago. I don't know. So sorry I went down that. No, I think it's—I think that's okay. interesting. Because that was a great. They were distracting to to go down. too. Let me tell you, because they didn't wear like their. They were wearing like their own kind of get ups at that point, right? So. Look,
0: look, 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 I'm just, stop. Okay. We're just gonna stop. Okay. It's gonna take a turn. What's our next subject? What the hell uh, are you uh, asking Yeah, I was gonna tell a fraternity hazing story, but then I realized that I'm sworn to secrecy, and if I ever say anything, they will find me and they will kill me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just what frat were you in? I was in Sigma Alpha Mu at Syracuse. We've now been kicked off campus oh. in the years that I've been departed. Right, we live to yeah. a certain way. Well, all right, so we so gotta refuse. pick games. Let's go. Yeah, let's pick them.
4: Have I'm, your moment, Lefko. Have your go moment. Go ahead. Here. Have
0: your moment. Hey, Josh, let's get an update on the standings, huh? Josh, Leftcam, please.
3: Lefko, you went five and zero last week. Uh, correctly Wait, picking. I, your camera, your <laughs> mic cut out. What'd you say? You went five and zero last week. Uh, Sims went two Is and three. Good? Yeah, it's yeah, pretty it's not good. Not bad. Uh, you guys disagreed on three games: the Giants Carolina game. Sims picked the Giants. Green Bay, Oakland. Sims picked Oakland and Denver, Pittsburgh. Sims picked Denver. So Which now, one are you
0: most
2: disappointed in? Well, I mean, the Giants won. I knew I was taking a risk there. I just thought it might have been. And the you were week. close. You almost had Denver it. I think the win. Oakland game is the one I'm most uh, disappointed. But because I think Oakland dominated the game for three I mean, quarters. Pretty much dominated the game and gave let, let Green Bay have a fourteen nothing lead because Derek Carr was a little inaccurate to start. Yeah. So yeah. heading
3: into Week 16, Lefko, you have a three game lead. <laughs> Nelson, the floor is yours. Uh,
0: game number one, Lepko. you can. I won last or year, right? Just to make no, I'm bad. pretty sure I won. No, I I'll don't. go
3: back and listen yeah, to the old podcast. He's going to go back
0: and listen. I am going to. I am 98% sure that I won last year. I don't think so. All
3: right, let's keep it quick here. Pats game. at Jets.
0: I am going to go New England. Uh, better quarterback, and I still think they have something to play for. I'm going to New England.
2: Yeah, this is a really tough pick. Um, I'm going with the Jets. Because I'm gonna be three games behind. You got to make moves. A little bit. That is part of the reason we're going into the playoffs. But I also do think without no Edelman and maybe no Amendola, uh, and if Jets can just focus on Gronk, yeah. that could be scary for New England's offense.
0: So. Hey, can, really quick, can anyone put an APB out on Chris Ivory? Has anyone seen this guy I lately? Know. I know. That's that's part of the reason why the Jets were so good earlier. I feel good about that one. <laughs> Packers, Cardinals. I'm going to go first on all these because I have the lead. I legitimately thought about going Green Bay with Tyron Matthew out. I still think, though, that Arizona is such a mismatch. I'm going with Arizona.
2: Yeah, totally agree on all those points. Uh, Tyron Matthew not being there is not going to matter to that no good passing game by the Green Bay Packers. Giants-Vikings.
0: Um, it's a tough one too. I was, yeah. I think, without Odell Beckham Jr., I don't know what else they would do on offense. I go Minnesota. Would you have
2: taken the Giants of Odell? I would have
0: really thought about yeah. it just I, because I think yeah. I don't. I think I know we like Minnesota's secondary, right? But Odell could get past them, and I, I just I don't have the most faith in in a hobbled Adrian Peterson. But I'm going Minnesota.
2: Yeah, I am. I'm going Minnesota too. It's in Minnesota, and Noel De- Odell does scare me. I mean, I don't know. He might appeal and, and win this and be playing, right? Yeah. It's but possible. Odell Beckham Jr., don't get it me- messed up, anybody out there watching this. He is the best receiver in football. It's, it's, it's hands
0: down to me now. All right. Bengals-Broncos. Uh, Bengals-Broncos. I thought about this again. This is a tough one, too. Um, and it is in Denver. Uh, who did I, do you have mine? Who I Your pick?
3: picks? Yes, I do.
0: You, you don't even remember you? who you picked? I sent it to him because this one I was 50-50 and I forget which way I went. Okay. I'm, i I think that both defenses are really good, but I think that I'm go I think I picked Denver. I just I don't see AJ McCarron having success against this defense. Mm. And I think that's You the, did pick I, Denver. Yeah, because for me, Brock has not made a lot of mistakes. Something was weird with his delivery because no one can catch passes for him, but I just have more faith in Brock against Cincinnati's defense than I do with McCarron against Denver's defense. Because, again, can we do an APB for Jeremy Hill? Where was he last week? Two teams that were defined by a power running game aren't using it. Yeah, I'm going with the Broncos as well. This is
2: going to be unlike anything A.J. McCarron's seen in his pro career going with this defense. Always finish with the Eagles. They got Washington.
0: Ooh, it's in Philly. Congratulations to the uh, Washington Redskins for winning the NFC East. I think that Philadelphia loses and I think that Washington enters as as one of those teams where if they end up playing a a Minnesota or a Seattle in the first round, and a lot of people are going to pick both of those teams. Washington is a scary team. They are. Good. If they could figure out how to keep their first half into their second half, I'm, I'm going Washington. I, Washington has always had the Eagles' number the last few years. Yeah,
2: Washington's the better football team, and with all their weapons back on offense, you could really
0: make me feel guilty if you go Philly here.
2: No, I can't go with that crap. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, has he picked the Eagles once this whole year? Yes. And yeah, they lost. But, uh, a couple times
3: and they lost. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I am. I am not a fan. I am a fan, but I, I like to be on I'm trying to win. Right. I don't care about, if I keep picking them, I'm going to stick to it. That's giving you an advantage. It's the giant way. Yeah, right. The giant way, get out of here. All right, so the one disagreement the first is one. going to be... What were you even saying with the giant way? I don't get it. Oh, I was saying the whole thing about Odell Beckham Jr. Like, oh, oh that's not the giant way. Yeah, because you're going to hold yourself to a standard unlike anyone in the NFL and not allow yourself to sign certain players because of the Lawrence giant Taylor way? was the model exactly. giant way. Exactly, exactly. Right. It's, it's hypocritical nonsense. You're right. Crap. Um, I thought Pac-Man was awesome. He was. I thought it was nice to have an extended Steven Nelson segment. Gosh, Ooh. is he adorable. Uh, and Fendrick, excited uh, for you to open your present that we got for you there.
3: It's the first Christmas present I've ever got. Happy so I'm pretty holidays! Excited to open it up too. Uh,
0: Happy to Happy everyone, everyone out there, uh, Merry Christmas! Happy Hanukkah! Uh, Happy Holidays, whatever you might celebrate. We are going to do a short podcast next week, a New Year's edition. We'll look back at all the stuff from the year, what we liked, what we hope going forward. And I think we're going to make New Year's resolutions. I just thought of that right now. Because those things are really stupid. (laughs) But we're going to try and make them fun. (laughs) I've never made one. Let me get some shoots. Peace out, homie. Fendi.
3: Merry Christmas to everyone. And uh, Happy Hanukkah to those that celebrate. All right. Gabe,
0: let's get the fingers. Nice. Oh, oh, a single finger oh, a Oh, double the deuce out. Uh, control room, thank you for kicking bootay today. Oh, I see you sign nets back there. Uh, <laughs> and a dipping head. All right, that is episode 44 of the Sims and Lefkoe podcast. Fun as always. Oh, I just realized something. What? This show was only an hour yeah, and fifty. We are doing questions. all. That's it. Next episode, episode forty-five is all Twitter questions. We are the worst at that. Wow! Subscribe you guys to us on technology. iTunes. Sims and Leftco hit us up on Twitter. Oh crap! See you next time. Damn. <laughs>